Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. And it is a fabulously beautiful day here in Johnson City. It's April and spring is here and flowers are blooming and birds are singing and deer are running. And it's just, I mean, right out of a storybook. And I am excited because we do talk about flavors. And today we are talking about a lot of them with our friend, Nathan Brand. This is his second time on the podcast. He is with Timber (laughs) with an exclamation point. Welcome to the podcast, Thank you so much. Thanks for having Welcome me. Welcome back, I should say. Yeah, it's yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, it's you're a, a pro, old pro now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an old hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ha- didn't have the pleasure of interviewing the first time our friend Leighton Hart. Who That's was- right. So Leighton probably did a, fa- I actually listened to it. It was a fantastic podcast. Yeah. It caused Carly and I to go check out Timber. It was awesome. So. Oh, that's so cool. Well, yes. That's, that's yes, and that's our goal here today. So you guys listen to the podcast, you know, put Turn it off and then just drive straight to Timber. <laughs> yeah, and we'll Nathan. You can meet Nathan in person. So I hadn't I hadn't met him. I watched him cook our food in the back. And oh, right on. It was you. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So it was fantastic. So thanks for coming on. Oh, um, my pleasure. Yeah. John City Living. We always hit you up. First question: What is your favorite thing about Johnson City, Mister Brand? Oh wow. Well, we moved here about eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've really had a chance to, you know, be a part of the city fabric and and meet a lot of the folks. Mm-hmm. Being from Atlanta, I got to say, one of the best things about it is the weather. Yeah. I mean, I just, I couldn't live in Atlanta anymore. It's too hot, too humid. And on a day like today, you really remember why why we all love it here. Yeah. What a beautiful spring day. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's like yeah. 57 degrees. It's going up to about 70. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. It's Sun's perfect. Out. I mean, it is gorgeous. Everything's yeah. green, too. I love yeah. spring. It's mm-hmm. just a renewal. Everything's green and beautiful. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't come to talk about spring. We came <laughs> yeah. to talk about timber. So, yeah. um, Refresh our listeners, if they had listened to the last one, about yeah. where'd you, how'd you get inspired to start a restaurant and call it Timber? I mean, well, you look like a woodsman. You've got a, yeah. just an awesome beard. You can't Thank see you. him, but he looks like he has a chainsaw in this bag he brought and yeah. just is cutting down trees left and right. Yeah. Uh, well, Timber is, you know, an amalgamation of so many things. My training as a chef, certainly. I have two amazing partners in the business and um, so much of... The design and the aesthetic and um, what we serve, the food and beverages, due to their input as well. But it's also, um, you know, when we when we started it, we wanted it to be a reflection of the community and to employ community people. A lot of the people that work with us live in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we called it Timber as a sort of little tree streets joke, little gotcha. you know. Yeah. And so it's you know our goal is to be a neighborhood restaurant. That's and, awesome. Um, and that you know my training as a chef you know led me to develop the menu in a certain way. And, you know, I am an outdoorsy guy. I'm an Eagle Scout and I'm going backpacking next week. And so, you know, that I think a lot of the people that work with us also have those interests. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a big part of living here is just the beauty of the outdoors. And yeah. And you can to bring go backpacking that in. really quickly and easily. Yeah. It's pretty Find sweet. Lots of cool places to put up a tent and that's right. hang out with nature. So. Yeah. That's cool. So 
Um, for our listeners, what's your address on Walnut? Yeah, it's 415 West Walnut. You can identify us by the giant hole in the ground in the street <laughs> out front. <laughs> so for you listeners who are listening, one of my friends out in California, um, and we got another guy out in Washington, um, the street has been torn up now yeah. for nine months. Oh, it's a year. It a year? Okay, a year. Yeah. good feel, full year. The yeah. city is working on that Walnut Street corridor. They're yeah. trying to connect... ETSU with downtown, is that right? That's right, and that's that was why we wanted to put the restaurant there. We wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, um, so you saw it ahead of time. We saw it ahead of time. We knew it was going to happen. We partnered with the landlord, um, who's just the greatest guy, um, and we knew that that's where we wanted to put the business because we wanted to be a part of that redevelopment. I live just two blocks behind the restaurant, just a couple streets back, so that's where me and my family live. And um, we knew that this was coming and you know i gotta say yeah it's certainly been painful i have some fun stories i can share if you'd like but uh it's just gonna be so badass when it's done it's yeah it's gonna be it, really cool it, they, everything they've done with that whole you know anything that johnson city's done with i mean they do yeah. it well they really do i mean it's one of the reasons i think i mentioned in the last time i was here it's one of the reasons that we moved here um because we came and saw founders park and mm-hmm. all the things they had done and we we're just blown away what a great city to yeah i don't know who was on the commission at that point that like yeah. had the vision or you know who in the city maybe city planners or whatever yeah. to say oh instead of just a storm water retention pond let's build a beautiful park right that handles yeah. it all of course it's not beautiful now because they're tying all the storm water <laughs> yeah. in from your side of the the road but it'll uh it'll be awesome when they get done it's it absolutely will be and um you know everyone in the neighborhood's so excited and I'll be honest, it really hasn't seemed to her business that much, yeah. which has been a huge blessing for us. Well, and and unexpected. Think, yeah, and you can probably attest to this, um, and I think our community wants to help each other, right? And so Absolutely. that's one of the best things about Johnson City, that we love and want to take care of each other. And yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and it's walkable to the Tree Streets. So for yes. the listeners, the Tree Streets is a, um, we call it the Tree Streets because they're all named that, like Locust, Pine, Maple, mm-hmm. um, and you're just one street off Maple Street. That's and, right. Um, yeah, and so it's just a beautiful area, lots of diversity there. There, yeah. you know, I think it's great. You see, yeah, big time rich folks living yeah. over there, and then you also see people like me down there. So <laughs> That's it, right. It all works out well, yeah. and um, I think it's just it's a beautiful area. Sidewalks, big trees, it's just yeah. gorgeous. It's and a so, great neighborhood, and people just walk to. And you can walk to your restaurant and eat dinner and walk right home. That's right. I have identical twin boys. They're, oh, cool. They turn four in a couple of days. Oh, my. Yeah. You've got your hands full. Uh-huh. No wonder you're backpacking. And we walk. We can walk them to school. You know, it's just a very walkable neighborhood. Probably has the highest walkability score of any neighborhood yeah. in town. It is awesome. Yeah. We love it over there. We love it over there. All right. Let's talk about timber. Yeah. Um, it's not a fish and chips place or just a greasy spoon. What is it? What's like the... One, let's go back a little bit. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to digress. Yeah, How did sure. you, where did you get your culinary skills? Yeah, well, I started working in the restaurant business sort of by accident when I was 14. Um, worked at a Haagen-Dazs, and uh, I kind of fell in love with it. I did the customer-facing, you know, serving ice cream. and mm, I love ice cream. Went from there to Cold Stone, uh, which was even more fun. And after that, I started working in coffee shops. So I got... Uh, I went to, off to University of Georgia in Athens. Oh, yeah. I'm from suburban Atlanta. So, okay, yeah. Uh, went off to school, started working at a coffee shop, um, got really into it, worked at another one, and then realized that I was really only tasting a couple flavors all day, and I wanted to dig deeper. And I never cooked anything. Um, but growing up, my family grew all our own food, and so 
Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I kind of like it's a long story, but I I, I found my way into a, a kitchen job, and I you know I didn't know anything, uh, had no idea how to cook, go yeah. out burn water, and they they <laughs> mm. taught me everything I I needed to know, and uh, became a sous chef at that restaurant. I worked there for a while and uh, fell in love with it. Um, and my my wife, I met my uh, met my future wife uh, Diana Moreland in Athens. She was finishing her. Uh, a doctorate. Um, she's a psychologist. She's at ETSU. Cool. My dad did his postdoc work at UGA. Oh, very yeah. cool. Go dogs. Yeah. Um, and uh, we moved off to Richmond for her to finish her training. Worked at a couple restaurants there while I uh, traveled uh, around the country. I had the chance to go to New York and cook. Um, the unpaid internships called staging. Oh, cool. um, in the culinary world, yeah, the chef world, and. So I got to do that. Um, got to go to Copenhagen. You know, went to Denmark yeah, for a summer. That's awesome. Went out to the San Juan Island chains. Uh, to did your wife L- go with you on Lummi Island? She did not go because their work right. is hardcore. So work Fifteen-hour days yeah. every day. Like, and, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that th- I got a lot of great opportunities for professional development. So when it came time to move down here, I felt pretty ready to to find some folks and and build the dream, which that's was awesome. my own restaurant. Yeah. yeah. So when did you guys open? So we opened August of 2019. Uh, it's a very different, here. yeah. Something, <laughs> something happened. It's a very different world back then. There was some sort of pandemic that she'll never be. Yeah, I heard again. about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know that it came through here, but um, <laughs> it was dark times for everybody in the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we closed for a few months, like everybody did, um, but we reopened and we, man, we battled our way back. Yeah, and uh, we gutted it out, and it's we're th- still here. And now you're thriving. Mm-hmm. And, and that's. When the corridor's done, even more people are going to just be pouring through there, probably. You know, and we are, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, make a reservation, because mm-hmm. we're getting slammed. People are people are ready to go out, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, give our listeners a tip. How far out? Like a week? Yeah, Two I weeks. make reservations there sometimes, because I'm able to, to you know, come in with friends and family, and so I, a week is usually pretty good. Okay. But we, they're open up to a month, so you oh, have plenty there of time. You go. Yeah. yeah, so if you're trying to make graduation reservations right now. Get Let's it. do it. Yeah, get on That's there. That's right. Get yeah. on there. My wife's a planner, so she'll use Yeah, it. me too. Me too. Yeah, which is good because I kind of like, hey, let's go to Timber. Well, <laughs> people are out the door right now. That's we right. Can't get there. <laughs> we yeah. can sit out in the street maybe and look and watch people. That's eat. right. Well, that's cool. Okay, so tell me, you opened and then you were the head chef. And now, I was, yeah. And now you've stepped out of that role. Talk about, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. So when I um, when I went out to uh, Lummi Island um, off the coast of Washington State, I was staging at this restaurant called The Willow's Inn, which is not there anymore. Um, but some some listeners may have heard of it. Um, it was a 21-course tasting menu restaurant. So it was, it was pretty hardcore. About 1,000 plates a night went out. Holy and, cow. Um, huge team of, of cooks. And I was just there for a month to learn, but I met this... Uh, really amazing cook, um, named Josh and, um, Josh and I stayed in touch, uh, uh, after I moved back, uh, moved back to JC, bought a house, started a family and, um, Josh wanted to, uh, come out and check it out out here oh, and, cool. and he loved it. Yeah. And so he and his wife moved here and, um, he's now the chef of the restaurant and I gotta say he's extraordinarily talented. Gotcha. Now yeah. that frees you up to do what more managerial, managerial stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. It's it's been a, a interesting transition for me. I'm, I I get to work on the business instead of in the business now, which is uh, which can really be difficult if you are used yeah. to just day to day like getting in there and grinding. And now for you're sure. kind of like, oh well, I'm kind of got to look down the road and 
And How's that's that been, been great. That's been great. It okay. was very uh, challenging to my identity at right. the beginning of that yeah. transition because right. I've always been a chef. Yeah, that's how um, I was kind of going with that. Yeah, but but I I'm loving it now. I'm the big reason that I needed to do that was because my kids. You know, they needed more more daddy time, and being gone in the evenings would really mean I just don't get to see them at all. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm able to be with them every, every night and they have their first soccer game tonight. And, you know, it's going to be really great. It so, is great. Those yeah. are the ages where you're like, no, you're going the other way. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't they just clump around the ball. Yeah. Or yeah. like and they find a butterfly or a flower yeah. or something like, hey, hey, this is more important than that. You know, it's very cute. Yes. Yeah. It's a blast. And mm-hmm. we have like an unbelievable soccer complex over there at Civitan. Yeah. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. Are you coaching soccer? I'm not coaching this year. I definitely would like to. I just didn't want to commit, and I wanted to make sure they liked it. Right. Uh, but I played – I started uh, U8 and then played, you know, until high school. Oh, good. So, yeah. Okay. So I so played a lot. Some soccer I still skills. play. I'm still on some rec teams around yeah. here. Yeah. And we do have a huge rec team league. It's a great. Uh, it's great. Great culture. Yeah. The city runs a really good program. It's really special. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. It is cool. Met a lot of good – Good guys out there. Yes, we got a lot of and really good soccer players. My yeah, buddy, a lot my better than me. Carlos <laughs> is a ex-pro, I think. Yeah, he's fantastic. So, okay, well, let's get off soccer and talk about the restaurant. Let's talk about food because yeah. it's early morning here. Well, not early. It's nine nineteen. But I'm looking at your website right now and yeah. kind of drooling a little bit to say. Yeah. So what's tell me? Let's take the the I guess the listeners through the menu a little bit. Um, yeah. Talk about you. I think it starts out with small stuff, and yes, yeah, so we have three sections on the menu. We've got small, medium, and large. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurant is really because of all the great flavors that we have and all the amazing food that Josh makes. You know, we really encourage a lot of sharing and, yeah. and trying of different dishes. Um, we have some entrees too. The braised pork shank is mm-hmm. amazing um, with the pork jus and grits. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a winter dish. So if, if that sounds good, you might want to head in and get that before it goes away. Before it disappears, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're very well known for our burger and our chicken sandwiches are super popular. Burger, two patties, white American cheese, caramelized onions, Worcestershire, aioli, and hand-cut fries. I mean, yeah. that sounds fantastic. It's delicious. It's delicious. Um, our smoked vanilla ice cream is super great. Um, we smoke the base. I was going to say, yeah. How do we smoke ice cream? Yeah, we just we put it in there for a little while, and then it came out just a syrup. Yeah, and that's really that's literally what we do. That's and then we freeze it using liquid nitrogen, so it gets these really tiny bubbles. That's cool. A lot of attention to detail. You yeah. know, the food that we make at the restaurant is very simple on its face, but a lot of great technique. Well, it's beautifully it. plated as well. Like it just really draws your eye to it, and it's, yeah. you know, you're you're anticipating. You're, it, I think it, it's done well all the yeah. way around. Or it's kind of like a t-shirt thing, small, medium, and large. You're going to have extra large coming out. So <laughs> yeah, we actually have. For we have done. Friends. <laughs> we have done a couple extra large, like uh, to share. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we might roll out more of those. They haven't been as successful though because people want to share, so right. they like the smaller things. Well, that's what we did. We went yeah. with um, Nate Buckmaster and his wife, and we, oh, cool. we had a bunch of yeah. He, that's the way to do it at Timber, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It yeah. was really good. Okay, so out of the small stuff, yeah. what's your favorite? I, like, let's go two or three, maybe. Yeah. Well, I love the chicken liver pate that Josh mm-hmm. is making right now. Um, it's just like the texture is amazing. Um, it's served with uh, apricot uh, marmalade and a little fresh thyme on top. It's just really an extraordinary little snack. Yeah. Um, I love that. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Served with warm bread. Yeah. 
what are some other great corn ribs are sticking out at me? I'm those not... are fun. That's one of our uh, most popular things. I did have those. Have. They were fantastic. They're really good. Those and those never go away. So so corn ribs tossed in Alabama white barbecue sauce or Cajun dry rub with mm-hmm. cumin crema. Yeah, toasted Sounds cumin. Mm-hmm. Oh That's gosh. it's a very simple recipe, but it's pretty magic. And then another interesting one. I think just the names of it is great. Yeah, uh, catfish toast. That is a really uh, <laughs> that is a really cool dish. You know, Josh is from California, and so a lot of the he's food... like, I haven't seen a catfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually don't know. I don't know if he'd ever cooked with catfish prior to this, but he makes a, a mousse out of uh, the catfish with some some spices and, and seasonings, and then spreads it on toast and deep fries the toast. It's a Texas toast, so. It's a it's a play on uh, prawn toast, which is a, a yeah. traditional Chinese dish. I think it's a dim sum dish. Okay. And um, yeah, he, he's he's played with it and made it uh, Appalachian and and how, it's let's pretty say, cool. How do you make catfish mousse? Because that sounds <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Does that not is that not appetizing to you? Cole? It sounds interesting. I've had lots of mousses, and I, yeah. I don't think I've had a uh, catfish mousse. Well, you just you really just puree it. We whip it. Whip it like crazy. Mm-hmm. I think we put it in a uh, food processor. Yeah, and then they might whip it in a stand mixer as well. But I think it might just be the food processor, and it's just raw. And then we we cook it. We cook the raw mousse spread on the toast. It cooks all the way through, so that way it doesn't get overly dry. If you were to pre cook it and then right. cook it again, and it would like, not yeah. be delicious. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. And then you guys have like, I think it'd be fun, like probably right about now, 10 in the morning, you guys are probably experimenting with stuff and saying that this works. Yeah, well, you know, a big, a huge part of the restaurant is to uh, subvert traditional restaurant culture and not ask you to work super long hours. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons that we're only open until uh, 10 p.m. We were open 5 to 10, Tuesday through Saturday, close Sunday, Monday, so people can have... A weekend a day bit. off and yeah. be with their families, yeah. and um, they always get two days off in a row. And if they have friends in the restaurant, that those people have the same days off. You can hang out. Can hang out, but also they don't come in uh, super early. So um, we try to try to really have enough staff that you know they can come in in the early afternoon. You're open in at five. What time are they mm-hmm. in there? Two. On um, it. It's different. Some yeah. days they get there at noon, but most days they get there at one or one or two. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then we got a lot of prep work to do. Yeah, yeah. It's a hustle. I just, um, I was helping train some of the new staff this week. And so I was back in the kitchen. Um, and yeah, they work hard, yeah. man. They work fast. Too. Yeah. They're very skilled back there. Yeah. It's, yeah, was, it's happening. It's, I had to struggle to keep up. It's cool, too, because from the seating, you can see back in there. So mm-hmm. you don't get to see it all. But if you go to the bathroom, you can kind of hang out yeah, and see it all. Absolutely. Back. Yeah. Yeah. It's really getting going. All right. So, and then you've got pork cheese and hand pie, smoked trout spread, and yeah. Brussels sprouts. I mean, who doesn't love deep fried Brussels sprouts? They're so good. They're they with that so cumin good. crema. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move. That's small. So, yeah. go check out the small. Now we're moving into the medium. Yeah. What's your favorite off the medium section? Uh, that's a that's a good one. I think. Do you see the ricotta on there? Uh-huh. That, so that's great. Josh makes a house made ricotta. So yeah. we make our own cheese and and we change up what's on top. I think right now there's watermelon, watermelon radish. radish. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, shallot vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. And that's delicious. Chervil. Chervil. Yeah. Chervil. Chervil is, is uh, it's a it's a fine herb. It's a very uh, <laughs> traditional French herb. Okay. Um, it it looks a lot like parsley, but very tiny. Uh huh. Um. And it has a very soft, um, li- very light, maybe licorice flavor. Okay. Um, but no, it's not intense. Yeah. And it's just, just a very uh, soft herb. 
It's not chewy or woody like parsley could be sometimes. It's very beautiful. So we go through a lot of that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then um, if you just want a bowl of fries with ketchup, go for that. Yeah, I recommend getting all the sauces. We have a, a, a sauce flight you can get. It's fun, yeah. That is cool. What's your favorite sauce you get? Pickle mayonnaise. Josh makes a mayonnaise with pickles, a touch of cayenne, and uh, scallion. Ooh. Man, it is too good. That sounds good. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Tell me what animal-style crispy potatoes are. Have you ever been to In-N-Out Burger by any chance? I haven't. Okay. Well, you're missing out. a lot, which, I, you know, our yeah. East Coast people, we think, well, actually, East Tennessee people think Pals just smokes everything. So. Yeah, yeah. I, well, Pals is great, but in and out if you're in California, you have to go. Yes. Uh, it's always my first stop when I land at LAX. Like, I think you take a left out of the airport, and then it's on your left. I mean, I've literally, it's like, like. four minutes. Yeah. From baggage claim to. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do. Josh from California, like I mentioned, and so they um, grew up on in and out and they do, um they do uh, fries, and they call it animal style. Okay. And um, it's a secret sauce. It's kind of like a Thousand Island in a way, okay. but way yeah. better. Way I better. don't know what right. he does to that sauce, but it yeah. is, it's so addictive. Good. Yeah. And then we have these ultra crispy potatoes that we uh, put that sauce with some caramelized onions and some uh, some cheese. It's it's that sounds really quite good. good. And we just launched that and people are losing their minds. So <laughs> that's pretty sweet. You're giving them out free on the street. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah. yeah first one's more. on that's us. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Just like, I need some of those animal <laughs> style fries, yeah. man. Come on. Okay. Uh, buffalo pigtails sound interesting. Yeah. Um, what is a pig? Is that an actual? That's truly a pigtail. Yeah, it's just a pig's tail. It's not very long, just a few inches. You feel bad about going and clipping all these tails off pigs? Well, you know, I, it's good that you asked that because actually, you know, one of the things that we like to do is try to use the offcuts because go. they get they get, get tossed a lot of times. They yeah. turn into glue and stuff. And so uh, we have all kinds of, you know, chicken liver, yeah. um, pigtails, pork cheeks, um, on our lettuce wraps, we use beef belly. So now just pork cheeks are those actual like yeah, the cheek. Of the, cheek. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really, and they're, they're I good. I wondered what that was. So. They're about the size of your palm. Yeah. Um, but they're very muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have a lot of flavor. You know, they get worked a lot by the yeah, animal. And pigs have unbelievably strong jaws. Yeah, they do. And, and yeah. the nose bone, too. They can tear up all kinds of land. Yeah. So we love using those things to bring attention to, to things that might get wasted yeah. otherwise. And yeah. That's awesome. It's a big part of what we do there. That's really cool. Yeah. I was just kidding about clipping off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> And then uh, the other thing that stands out to me is fried quail. That sounds fantastic. It is delicious. And that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you can get quail anywhere else in Johnson City. So uh, yeah. we, that, we, that's another thing that we try to do is have things that are different, you yeah. know, for, for folks. Little, we, we see our role as kind of bringing the outside in. Yeah. You know, you might feel like you would have to travel to Asheville or Knoxville for, for something sure. like that. Yeah. And that's definitely what we, 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 we want to keep that. Keep it right keep here in Johnson City, Keep baby. that money in the local economy, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, watch out, quail. <laughs> All right, so, and then they have other awesome stuff, too. I mean, charred broccolini rice bowl sounds fantastic, fantastic. and then popcorn chicken. How bad can that be? It's so good. Uh, lamb meatballs, radicchio salad, charred beets. I mean, the whole list is fantastic. It's a great menu that Josh has put together. It is, and- really. I mean, just... There's a lot of diversity there. So there really is. There's something for everybody. Yep. And and we, you know, our goal is to for you to be able to come once or twice a week. We have a lot of guests that do that. And so we are always changing the menu. We print the menus every day um, based on what we get in. Uh, we're getting into the high season of uh, farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. And, 
and local produce now, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Getting green tomatoes um, and uh, lettuce mm -hmm. and soon-to-be corn, I believe, from a farmer in Chucky. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's just really, it's special. That Try to use cool. the local product as much as we can. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's move into my section, a little larger um, and in charger. <laughs> yeah. Braised pork shank sounds delicious. Yeah, like that's a good one. You said that may mm -hmm. uh, disappear. Um, so we need to come get that. Mm -hmm. um, fried chicken sandwich. I mean, <laughs> hopefully you're beating Chick-fil-A with this. I don't know. That's you pretty. Know, at, at this point, there's really no question. I mean, I grew up, I'm from Atlanta. So <laughs> that's right. I'm so, a, I was a diehard Chick-fil-A fan. And you're like, but I would rather eat Timbers now because it's so much more crunchy. Oh, I think yeah. the only commercial chicken sandwich that I've had that has a good crunch these days is Popeye's. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. That's solid. But, you know, Chick-fil-A, it's, it's not meant to be crunchy, but the crunch adds a lot. And Timbers is very crunchy. Very crunchy. Mm -hmm. mm. And we do, you can get it with the JC hot sauce that we make, which is a blend of uh, bacon fat, cayenne, black pepper, smoked paprika. It's a very... So it's got it's like a, a little... Yeah, spicy. It's sandwich. really hot. It was oh. the hottest thing at the His restaurant. eyebrows just shot up. He was like, it is really hot. It is so spicy. <laughs> in, a, in the best way. In the best way. Yeah. You're sweating. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like a Nashville hot style. Yeah. It's a little, the sauce is a little different. Yeah. That but. sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't have enough room in my stomach for all this stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, we haven't even gotten to the bar menu. I know. Well, and that's right. We got yeah. to start there too. So spring lettuce wraps. Carly, my wife loves Lettuce wraps. And yeah, we always have those around. We caramelized can't... sweet potato. How good is that? Um, That's an amazing dish. Gosh, it just doesn't stop. And the... You can just get veggies if you want. And then back yeah. to the unbelievable two patty burger. Yeah, that burger is, you know, it's definitely our top seller. Um, I think if you haven't had it, you got to have it. And for you guys listening, price points. I mean, there's nothing. The pork shank is thirty twenty nine dollars, but everything else is very reasonable. I mean, you, the burger is yeah. fourteen bucks and comes with fries. So, yeah. I mean, good luck finding that somewhere else, and it sounds unbelievable. So, <laughs> it's a good time over there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. So let's go to um, the bar. So, well, we've got an amazing uh, bar manager, uh, Brandon Dow. Shout out to him. He is just a total badass behind the stick. Awesome. Always coming up with great new cocktails. Yeah. So grateful to get to work with him. Such a smart guy. So this is a good time to say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, he lives in the neighborhood, and yeah. he's, um, you know, he's been a bartender in the area for a long time. And, uh, man, we just are so grateful to him. He makes great cocktails. Um, he's always got some cool beers on draft. Um, we try to always have little animals around. Okay, yeah, that's and a local one. Mm -hmm. And then he and I collaborate on the wine menu, and we've been getting more exciting and interesting natural wines in. Okay. Um, so many, you know, interesting, unique things that you can't get anywhere else in town. So that's been, really yeah. Talk to us a little bit about. I'm not a wine connoisseur. I yeah. know enough to be dangerous, but for sure, yeah. Talk about natural wines, like yeah. Going, hey, they are all natural, Nathan. They yeah. come from grapes that the Lord made. You know, <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, natural wine is, you know, it's, it's something that um, hasn't quite caught on here as much. So lower sulfites and stuff? Yeah, that's exactly right. So okay. traditionally a lot less sulfur, um, farmed organically or biodynamically. Nice. Um, and uh, but not always, but a lot of times um, there's natural wine pushes back against monocultural 
uh, farming. Okay. So there would be other plants in the rows instead of just grapes. Maybe, gotcha. you know, let the grass grow, let the mm -hmm. blackberries grow, things like that. Things that aren't going to take away from the grapes. Or may even cross-pollinate a little bit, add some flavor to the soil that's being pulled out of, you know. Well, and I would agree with that. I mean, some of the best wines I've ever had are from these biodynamically farmed um, vineyards that just have a forest growing between the rows, and you can really taste the herbs. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty incredible. But also, um, wine that's made without preservatives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some wines have sugar added to get the alcohol up. It's called chaptalization. They would, natural wine producers would never do that. Gotcha. Some wines are acidified. Um, you know, these are big yeah. factory wines that maybe you would buy at a grocery store. Yeah. Um, but they're acidified and, the, you know, they're, they're chemically changed to be more pleasing to the palate. Not necessarily anything wrong with that, just not what I'm interested in. Um, so we've uh, pushed to um, find these natural wines on the market. We've brought a lot of them to market, which has been really cool that, you know, they weren't distributed here until we asked um, for them to come and be distributed here. But also um, more obscure grape varietals. So things, you know, a lot of us, you know, we, we came up drinking Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Cabernet Franc, you know, things like that. My mother-in-law only drinks Sauve Blanc. That's like four or five varietals. There's uh, 16, 1800 varietals out there. That, 1800? Yeah. Was, um, <laughs> with a couple zeros yeah. on Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's wild. That I've been reading wild. a lot of wine books, yeah. and I just am constantly blown away by the different offerings. We have this um, Sardinian wine that we just got in. It's a red wine from um, from Italy, and it's uh, the Monica grape. Monica? Yeah, which I had heard of the Phoebe and Rachel grapes, but I'd never heard of the Monica grape. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, all jokes aside, like it's yeah. just crazy, and it's so delicious. has notes of sage, um, oh. and it just... Say a little savory. We yeah. serve it lightly chilled. That's awesome. So we're always, you know, especially me, I'm always seeking out new things and sure. things that I haven't tasted before. And um, and that's what we try to bring to Johnson City. It's new flavors. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it amazing? Like, yes. Now, I mean, a hundred years ago, you would never, one, even know about it, two, be able to get a hold of it. And so I think it's cool how the world is coming smaller with distribution stuff and how you can get anything really absolutely and you know internet um access you know has changed everything you know it, it changed when i started cooking that was when you know websites like eater and various blogs were coming online and and the only way that you used to be able to get the knowledge about certain food uh, certain dishes or ingredients or what have you was through books or through traveling to mm -hmm. go taste it mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you know the internet opened up uh just this knowledge portal um, for you to get a wide breadth, you know, if right. you, you still got to go taste it. You still got to, but at least you could learn about or it. Or work there for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took that tack for a yeah. while. Yeah. That's another option. Mm -hmm. So that's been really special. And, and just, you know, listening to, to podcasts and, and reading books and going to wine tastings. Mm -hmm. I've, wine was really the last frontier for me. And okay. I started to tackle it about a year or two ago. And, um, I've just really fallen in love. I think it's, you know, it'll be a lifelong pursuit to study and learn about. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It can be expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Let's talk about some cocktails, Nathan. Yeah. Um, you got one on here that sounds a little, little. Um, I don't know how to say it, naked and famous. Oh, and that's a modern classic. It is a modern mm -hmm. classic. Little mezcal and yellow chartreuse. Yes. Aperol and lime. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's shaken, served up in a coupe. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been a classic. We've had that. Brandon keeps that around. Um, I love a good shaken mezcal drink. That's not a margarita. Yeah. And so I think this kind of scratches that itch. 
What's your favorite on the list? There's um, all kinds of great ones. Uh, one of the ones I'm really uh, proud of that the restaurant created is a Manhattan variation called the West Walnut District. You might see that. I see that at the bottom. Yeah. yeah so, you know, the Manhattan is a cla- very mm-hmm. classic cocktail, uh, two parts rye, not bourbon. Okay, don't at me. Uh, one part vermouth, Angostura bitters, mm-hmm. um, stirred, served up with uh, a cherry and uh-huh. an expressed uh, orange twist. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know, 20 years ago, um, modern bartenders started to play with it and started to make different drinks named after different neighborhoods in New York. That's cool. Yeah. So um, we decided that we would do that for our own street, West Walnut District. Uh, WWD is the zoning code uh-huh. uh, for for the neighborhood that the restaurant is in. And so we set out to create uh, a Manhattan variation sort of based around our values as a restaurant. So we have a really cool Amaro on there called Amaro Abano. Yeah. Um, and I call it my dressing room Amaro. It's what I would drink if I was getting ready to go to the opera, which I have yet to do. Okay. That's uh, a little sipper. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it has like a muskiness. and okay. like a, a. Tell me about Armano. Like I had an Armano Nonino. Which... Uh, oh, yeah, Amaro. Amaro. Amaro, yeah, okay. Amaro Nonino. Nice, dude. Delicious. And it yeah. tasted like a, kind of an Italian old-fashioned or something. It was, yeah, something it has else. an oranginess to it. It was great. That stuff is delicious. So, yeah, Amaro is a category of bittersweet uh, liqueur. Um, and a lot of times there, you know, there's a real tradition in Italy, so we, we kind of go to that well a lot. But, um, you know, Jägermeister, German, is traditionally an Amaro. Oh, really? Yeah, and American uh, domestic Amari, uh, plural for Amaro, are coming out more in the U.S. now. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And so we have some, we have all kinds of great stuff, man. There's people in Asheville making various ones and um, some from California that we have, some from New York. So there's, it's a, if you want to try some different Amari, we have a lot. We probably have 20, 30 bottles at the restaurant. That'd be good. Pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, that is. Yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. I'm just coming in with like a little spoonful. Like, let's yeah, try this one. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, and actually, I need to tip my hat to you because um, listening to the podcast, yeah. I said um, you make yours with Wild Turkey 101. Yeah, and I was like, really? And so I said, I'm going to do it. And so I got a bottle of 101. Yeah, fantastic. It's a great product. Now they've got 101 rye. They do, and they've had that for a while, but it just hit this market, I okay. think. Well, I hadn't seen it, and so I've been making them with rye, and yeah. it's been fantastic. That's great. Um, we actually, yeah, we have a, a Turkey 101 uh, Old Fashioned on draft at the restaurant right now. What? How yeah. did that even happen? We, uh, we make a big batch and put it in a keg and put it in a pressurized line. That's smart, because you're like, hey, we're... Can so- crank through them, because right. we're so busy yeah. that like we have to find those labors. Ma- yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a couple minutes or... Yeah, it's slowing you down. Yeah. For you. It's cool. Well, we got, you know, great team. Um, what else do you like on here? The Paper Plane 2? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, also a modern classic. Paper Planes um, are, are delicious. Another Amaro. I think there. there's the uh, the newest cocktail that I love um, on there. I don't know if it's if you can see it. It's Maybe not. The Vandalay Bay. Is yeah. that on there? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It's a little uh, Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Um, but that's, uh, that's Brandon's newest cocktail. It's got a Mezcal foam on top. That and is that is, it's just, I mean, the man's amazing. He's just a, such a great crafter of beverages. It's got chrysanthemum in it. It's cool, dude. He's just, he's he's got a, a beautiful brain. That is It's awesome. extremely delicious. Just the names are fun, too, like um, Mothership Connection. Yeah. Um, 
We have fun with it over there. A lot yeah. of good times. <laughs> Great staff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Imports and exports. You have to wear your man's ear when you drink them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and for our non-alcoholic friends, you got a, a pretty good um, selection there as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I was really um, inspired by the generalist here in mm-hmm. town. What a great business. So, oh, yeah. So grateful that they're here. And they just have such an amazing non-alcoholic beverage selection. Um, I go in there and I'm always trying new stuff. Yeah. I tried the Phony Negroni from uh, St. Agrestus. Oh, yeah. At Amaro Manufacturer in New York. How was that? It's incredible. And they sell it there. Uh, you can buy it to go. But we, we serve it over a big cube with an orange, uh, or expressed orange peel. Yeah, so you don't um, feel weird like with your friends. Uh, dude, I, I drink them. They're so good. That's awesome. You don't need, like, you don't even miss the alcohol. Because, you know, sometimes the alcohol will provide a little of a little body viscosity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just that extra texture. Yep. And they've really nailed this one. That's cool. Yeah. So it's delicious. We have things like that. And Brandon makes a couple great non-alcoholic cocktails on there as well. For our uh, friends that are bourbon connoisseurs. Yes. How's your bourbon selection? It's really quite good. And I would say we're kind of a sleeper bourbon hit in town. Mm-hmm. You know, my, um, one of my favorite places to drink whiskey here in town would be the Carnegie, certainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just have over 400 have bottles. Yeah. Kevin is just a, a master curator of all, all things uh, bourbon, yeah. scotch, and rye. Yeah. But um, Timber has a really good selection. You know, we've got some uh, Stag Junior back there. We've always got Rare Breed. I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, what else do we have? We have a really cool um, uh, Kansas City rye from Jay Riegers. Um, but, um, and that one's really good. I think we, we, another of their whiskeys, the Kansas City whiskey is blended with a little bit of sherry, mm. like 1%. Um, and so it has a little oxidative nature, a little nuttiness, a sweetness. That's a really, really cool product as well. We try to have a couple, maybe more outside the box whiskeys around. So that's awesome. We've got a great selection there on the back bar. You can see it if you come sit at the sit at the bar. Yeah, that's talk cool. to them about it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to definitely come in and do that. You also allow carry out. Yeah, we do. We, uh, you know, that was something that we didn't do prior to the pandemic, but it, it really, obviously, helped save the business, and so yeah, uh, we still do it to some extent for the people who don't plan, like you, and your <laughs> yeah. wife, and my wife. And yeah. You, uh, yeah, you can just get on and order it, and uh, what thirty minutes. Yeah, I would say 30, 30 minutes to an hour yeah. just depends. You know, if we're really busy, then we'll try to get that food for the folks that are in the building out first. But um, yeah, I would say about 30 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. What's uh, the plan for timber this summer? Like, what, or what do you, let's go a year, you know, six months, yeah. and a couple of years out. What are you, what's the vision? Well, you know, I'm so proud, um, you know, to be able to work with my partners and my staff. Because we really run a very iterative business. So when, when things happen, we're able to pivot. And we sort of built the institutional ability to do that during COVID because we had to. Mm-hmm. But now it's a real strength. And so sure. um, we've, yeah, we've been um, tweaking our reservation system. We upgraded that. Um, that's been great. We are, you know, the patio is wide open this summer. So we do that. Um, as far as what's next, I don't know. I mean, we're really, I'm really grateful for how well it's going. Um, we keep breaking records and uh, keep uh, hiring great staff to work with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep trying to build a strong organization mm-hmm. and, and uh, invest in the great people that 
choose to be with us and, and work yeah, with and us. Yeah, sure culture is a huge part of that. You seem like a great guy, and so trying to oh, thanks. impart that, you know, friendly, just joyful feeling yeah. to, you know, throughout the staff to everybody who walks in the door, right? Is That's right. It's, you know, it's something you got to work through and continually hone. Absolutely. I Yeah. And I think, you know, I think you see the best businesses have the best culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the businesses that sell the most, right? right? It's the places mm-hmm. where the people are the happiest. Well, and that's because they know you love, care, and will take care of them. That's know? right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. You see yourself franchising timber getting out there like let's do a little let's build another one <laughs> i'm probably too much of a control freak for me to franchise <laughs> gotcha maybe um, another restaurant across town or something. i am sure that i you know we have all kinds of ideas i'm sure that i'll have uh maybe i'll shoot you an email I'll come back and tell you about them once they're you know further along yeah um, but yeah i would look for some cool stuff to come down the pike in the next year or two that's cool mm-hmm. yeah well top secret stuff you yeah. heard it here first yeah, yeah. timber owners working on some neat things um, let's say somebody in who's listening wants to maybe get into the restaurant business. Yeah. You know, not here and don't open a timber here, but, yeah. um, yeah. What would be some advice you'd give to somebody? Well, the restaurant business is really hard. I think, um, people that aren't, it's always been hard. You know, I worked, uh, I was a waiter during the 08 crisis. And so my money dried up real fast. I remember that vividly. Yeah. Um, I was only, you know, 21, so it wasn't too, <laughs> it wasn't too big a deal for me, but I would, um, a lot of people now know how tough the business is, having watched all these restaurants close and struggle during COVID. Um, so I would I would consider it carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, you you should not enter the restaurant business for the love of money. That's right. for sure. Right. It's a lot more efficient, better ways to make money if that's your goal. But if you want to, uh, you know, be a servant and and serve people and um, make their lives better mm-hmm. and you know, if you're if you're really lucky, you know, I think this is something that we achieve at the restaurant. You're able to push the food culture forward mm-hmm. um, and provide things that are challenging to people and expand their boundaries um, and and grow their palate and get them excited about new things. Um, then, you know, you can really make a huge contribution to the culture. And, you know, that's our goal is to contribute to our local community and make it a better place to live. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And did you guys do like a market survey and go? Hey, there's, you know, a couple of nice restaurants here, but we want to bring some other stuff. And and they have their niche, you know, they're over here doing their thing. And then yeah. we kind of said, oh, there's a hole in the market. Or no. We definitely did notice a hole in the market. And that, that was evidenced by a lot of us, a lot of our friends, and a lot of um, our acquaintances driving over the mountain to Asheville to go have dinner. And that's still a great thing. I yeah. do that. I yeah. mean, it's culinary mecca it's an amazing place um my chef friends from all over the country they know about Asheville and they want to visit Asheville because the food is so good what's your favorite restaurant in Asheville I don't do favorites very well okay but I did have a yeah I mean I did have an amazing meal at uh Benny on Eagle the other day John Fleer's newer restaurant um uh, they were making Edna Lewis's fried green tomatoes. Um, they blew my mind, man. They were just and Josh makes an amazing one at the restaurant as I was well. Say that's coming up. You said yeah, the market's coming out with green tomatoes. He does an, a great job, but these were just so they were a different style and and so incredible. And I had never actually had one of Edna Lewis's recipes before, and so I was just like really grateful that they are carrying that torch. Um, I love there. There's a few other places. There's a place I'm trying to visit. Um, it's Katie Button's newer place, uh, Bodega. 
Um, and I'm really interested in that. They have a bar. You can make reservations for the bar, which I think is really cool. That is cool. Uh, tough, tough reso to get. So um, I haven't been able to go yet, but that's on my list for the next couple months. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. But we knew that people were driving over the mountain to go, yeah. to go eat, and so we just, we just wanted to keep those people here. Right, and right. We knew well, that drive an hour if you don't have to. That's right. And we knew that we had the skills as a team to bring that to them. Yeah. We weren't sure exactly what they wanted. We're always, like I said, iterating and figuring it out what the yeah. market's looking for. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, we've been able to, to give that to them, which is really cool. That's one of the neat things about um, COVID, I think, that did happen is, like, you know, you have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to adapt. And change, and you know, like the grumpy old man on Saturday, you know, Saturday Night Live, like I don't like things the way they, you know, <laughs> you know, you can't just stay in that. Like this is the way we've always done it, and that's the way we're gonna do it. You that's know? right. So it's been it's been cool, and I think tons of creativity has come out of it on some levels, and absolutely, opening, and then unbelievable business opportunities as well, like DoorDash. I mean, like you know, that's a million dollar business now that just came out of. A pandemic. Totally. Know, so it's totally. really neat how people think differently. It sounds like you're thinking a little differently, which is a great thing. Um, what's something I didn't ask you I should have? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like beard oil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of products going on. Yeah, I don't yeah, have a beard this thing at all. Alive. So, yeah, I don't know. Even I wouldn't even dip into my toe into there, but I bet the yeah. C.S. McCullers can talk about it. That's where I go. Yeah, Randy's the best. He is. Yeah. Man. I love Randy. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I would say that I'm just so grateful to be here, you know, during this time. I mean, the last time that I came on the podcast, there, there were less food and beverage businesses here. Mm-hmm. Now we've got Crumb, Lazy Lady, uh, The Generalist, Juniper. I mean, so many great... What's Lazy Lady? I haven't heard of that one. Oh, New Bakery over on Commerce Street. Oh, cool. Yeah, Marin Close making amazing pastries. When we wrapped us up. We're going to Lazy Lady. She, they're open um, Saturdays and Sundays currently. Oh, man. Yeah, but I highly recommend. She's so skilled. She's got a great team over there. Beautiful That's awesome. space. Yeah, I love that name. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she crushes it. And In the bakery, you're never a lazy person for sure. So it's really cool to see the um, see the the scene here develop and mm-hmm. uh, the people that are really passionate and make really good things and contribute to the conversation about food and beverage here in town and and also regionally. Yeah. It's a very special thing to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah. How can our listeners connect with you or Timber? Or yeah. What's, follow- the way, what's the best way to do that? You guys on Instagram? Absolutely. We have um, uh, a great Instagram account. Uh, shout out to Billy Wheeler, who runs it. She's very skilled at doing that. Um, it's at TimberJC. So mm-hmm. come check us out. It's the best way to find out uh, what's going on, if we're closed for a private event, if uh, our power uh, there was a power outage that happened the other day. That was a good time. Somebody cut the line, big and pipe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a great way. You can always, um, check out our website. Uh, we, we update the menus on there pretty frequently. Yeah. So that's timberjc.com. I mean, yeah. Sorry. So, I talked over you on that one. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what gets you fired up? Like I do a little fired up video on most Fridays. Yeah. Well, let's see. I would say, gosh. It's really new, new stuff. Yeah. I like traveling to new places. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Dublin and Paris this summer. 
Um, so I love to go check out new things and I love new flavors. You know, I see that as kind of, that's my role is to try to help bring those in and R and D you got to go to R and D you got to go research. But it's also what I, you know, what I'm good at and what I enjoy is seeking out new flavors and bringing them and getting people to try new wines and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I get really excited if I taste something I've never tasted before. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure. I really enjoyed getting to know you face-to-face. It's been awesome instead of seeing you from a distance <laughs> yeah. behind the kitchen. And so um, I look forward to seeing you again at the restaurant. For yes, sure. please. Come on by. Make that reservation. Yeah. And so thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed our conversation. You got to know Nathan a little bit. Um, check him out on Instagram. He is a really good-looking fellow with this massive beard. It's awesome. <laughs> and just you can just see in his eyes he loves people and just wants to take care of you and serve you, like he said. So come out to Timber. Check it out. I will, um, I'm going to start being there a lot more often with my wife, Carly. And, um, yeah, we hope you guys have a great day. Until next time, I'm Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams. If you want to make a move to Johnson City, call us. We would love to help you. If you want to invest in real estate, we'd love to help you walk through that too and teach you how to build wealth um, passively um, that way as well. So love you all. Take care. Bye.